Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. This statement sounds completely contradictory. A simple translation of blessed could mean happy. The word Jesus uses here is more close to fully satisfied. And of course, to mourn is to grieve or be sad. So happy are those who are sad? Or fully satisfied are those who are deeply grieving? Imagine trying to console someone at a funeral filled with grief over the loss of a loved one with that. Now it is true that God can and does bring comfort to those who love him and are experiencing grief or loss. Though we are not promised things will be easy in this broken world, all who are in Christ are promised that the Spirit will be our comforter, and God is with us. But that doesn't seem to be the main point Jesus is making here. There is no sense in trying to find grief in order to attain blessing. If we just took this verse as a standalone, it could create all kinds of confusion. But it's part of a whole. Remember, right before this, Jesus said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. The idea of being poor in spirit is recognizing your need for Jesus to invite you into the kingdom. Those who recognize the need for the kingdom to come recognize also the brokenness of the world. They mourn because the world is not the way it is supposed to be. They mourn over violence or injustice in the world. They mourn over relationships scarred by selfishness or distrust. They mourn over sickness and death. And not just when it takes from them personally, but anytime it happens, anywhere. Because it is the very stain of the curse of our rebellion. This is where we see Jesus mourn deeply. When he went to Mary and Martha because their brother Lazarus had passed away, Jesus wept. He knew he was about to raise him back to life with the power of God. He didn't weep because he missed Lazarus, but because death should have never even happened. He saw the brokenness of the world and the curse in death, and he saw the pain it brought to those touched by it like Mary and Martha. He mourned over the world, not reflecting the kingdom of God. When we mourn like this, we have a promise that we will see the kingdom come because we long for it. Psalm 30 verse 5 says, Weeping may stay overnight, but there is joy coming in the morning. It will not always be this way. The kingdom is at hand. Heaven and earth will be reunited, and life will overcome death. But our mourning does not only stay at a macro level. If we are truly poor in spirit, our mourning zooms in and gets personal. Not over our own discomfort or loss alone, but over the brokenness we bring to this world. In Paul's second letter to Corinth, he wrote to them about some grief his last letter caused. He said he was sorry for a moment, but not really, because though his hard words made them sad for a time, it also led them to repent from their sin. In 2 Corinthians 7.10, he said, For godly grief produces a repentance that leads to salvation without regret, but worldly grief produces death. 
Worldly grief mourns over our own personal discomfort or our own inconvenience. It mourns over not achieving the goals we set in our selfish ambition or not being elevated to a status we think we deserve. It mourns over not getting what we want. But godly grief is the kind of grief that looks at the sins of the world and can't help but notice how the sins of our own hearts contribute to it and mourns over that. When the Spirit came upon the disciples and Peter preached out in the streets, Acts 2.37 tells us, When they heard this, they were cut to the heart. But they turned from their sin and found comfort in a God who forgave them through Jesus. This is where our true comfort comes from. When was the last time you felt deep sadness over your own selfishness or harmful actions? Take a good look at the world and at your own heart. Examine it. Is there anything destructive there that is worthy of mourning over? When you see it, acknowledge it. Feel the pain of it. But also remember Jesus' promise that his forgiveness will bring you comfort. Psalm 30 goes on to say in verses 11 and 12, You turned my lament into dancing. You removed my sackcloth and clothed me with gladness, so that I can sing to you and not be silent. Lord, my God, I will praise you forever.